small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today, live from the rock room, please welcome my new friend and co-worker, he's also an author, and he's funny. Please welcome Mr. Bruce Palma. How you doing, Bruce? I'm doing great. Now, Bruce, the, be here. The re- oh, thank you. Uh, and Bruce, we found out that you live like seconds away from me. Very close. You could have walked here. I could have walked or skateboarded. But we're older gentlemen, so we're going to drive. That's right. You're damn right. <laughs> now, Bruce, you and I, I think we're almost like exactly the same age. You're very close in age. I'll be 59 in July. You'll be 59 in July, and I just turned 59 in February, so we're about six months apart. Yeah. 64. Yes. yes. Think of the music that came out in 64. Somehow the Beatles are hitting, hitting my brain as something big happened in 64 with the Beatles. I know. Amazing, right? <laughs> And uh, I wish I could say that we, I remembered the Beatles, but I don't remember. I didn't get into the Beatles till way, way, way later. Yeah, I, I wasn't into them at first. I, I couldn't understand why there were so many books on the Beatles in like music stores. And until I heard, I think it was Strawberry Fields, and then that was it. And it's then like, oh, okay, I understand now. This is not, I want to hold your hand. Did you, uh, did you grow up with uh, music in the house? You, did your parents listen to music? Yes, yeah. So my parents were divorced when I was about six, but my mm-hmm. dad was a huge jazz buff, and so I inherited some of his albums, and my mom just, you know, loved music. So I just remember Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and Sergio Mendes, just pretty much everything, just classical, rock, yeah. blues, whatever. My parents had like sing along with Mitch albums, but then they would have a Simon <laughs> and Garfunkel album and a Lynn Anderson and, you know. More easy listening. Yeah, it just, it was yeah. kind of all over the place. A lot of country though, I feel like, but um, but yeah, no one's a, no one in the family's a music fanatic like, okay. like I am. I yeah. I, I, and I don't know, it just became my thing. It was like the thing that, I did so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you play right. You play instruments. You, yeah. you you were in bands. I was. That was what I was going to do when I was in my teenage years. I was going to be a big rock star. That was the goal, and <laughs> went through all the instruments: uh, bass, drums, guitar, uh, but mostly bass and vocals. I, I've done professionally for probably the last thirty-five years. And you still play for fun. For fun, yeah. Me and my wife had, had a band. We have a band, but we don't play out right now. So are you pl- that's are you, how I are met. Are you thinking about playing out? Uh, you know, if it comes up, I'm kind of uh, been more focused on comedy and writing. But if somebody calls and says, "Hey, we need a bass player Friday night," and mm-hmm. I'll pack my stuff up and so tell me what your wife did. What did, did she sing? She sings and writes and plays piano, and so that's how we met in uh, McCabe's Music in Santa Monica, a big iconic music store. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was love at first sight. I went in to buy a capo for my guitar. If people don't know what that is, it's to you know put on your guitar so you can play open open uh, chords. Is that cheating and, when you use a capo? Uh, it has been called a cheater over the years. All right. It's a cheater. So I bought that capo, and me and my friend were there, and I walked out, and I said, "Who was that?" And he knew who she was because he she had sang with him, and so. And did she work that there? Was, or was she just? She be- was working behind the counter. She sold. I still have the capo, and she was working behind the counter. And something hit us, and and then lo and behold, so she had the same feeling as you had. She had the same feeling too. Yeah, That's and then we cool. had found out that we had met 
three years earlier f- through another mutual friend mm-hmm. we had gone over to her house with her first husband <laughs> and she had actually wrote about it in her diary like who was this guy and i said oh we didn't remember right. that we had met and i said oh my god that we had actually met three years earlier i came to your house i love a story crazy like this. yeah so and what's great is uh even if she wouldn't have had that feeling, you knew where she worked, so you could you could have kept going there and like wearing her down. <laughs> and eventually, I think she. I was. I wanted to be a big guitar hero, so even though I played bass, she mm-hmm. called my friend up and she said, "Oh, I'd like him to come and play at this coffee house. I want him to play bass, this little uh, club." And he said, "Well, he's not really playing bass right now. He's really focused on mm-hmm. guitar." And she's like, "What? I want him to play bass on two songs. Like, what's the problem?" <laughs> But that was me, you know. So you acquiesced and you did it. I played the, yeah, exactly. Now, Bruce, how long have you been playing guitar? Uh, since I was about 13, I think. So you're really good. Uh, I'm more professionally a bass player, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I consider, you know, I'm probably hard on myself, but yeah, I love guitar. That was my big thing. See, I have a guitar you know, Jimmy right there. Jimmy Page and, you know, all of the, you mm-hmm. know, growing up, I did not want to play bass. I kind of fell Is into it. Jimmy Page was your guy? Oh, all of them. Yes. Led Zeppelin, Everyone. Hendrix, okay. all the classic rock, yeah. Now, I have no mu- I have no musical ability on a stringed instrument. My my wife bought me that guitar over there when I when I turned 40. That was my 40th wow, birthday present. Surprise. I don't know how to play it. You yeah, you I just to. can't I and I just don't think you I'm don't. ever going to know. I I'll pick it up and fool around, but I I don't know. I can't play it. Yeah. It takes it takes it takes a little bit of work yeah you know? it's a lot of work I mean, it's not piano piano's kind of easy you just put your hands mm-hmm. down on the keys but guitar guitar's a lot like there's a lot going on there's a yeah. lot going on it's like magic to me when i see someone that can play guitar it's like a magic trick yeah yeah it's so a, once you can play guitar is does bass come easy bass is easier yeah i learned how to sing and play bass because my friend pushed me into being a, in a bar mm-hmm. band with him he needed a bass player so I ended up getting thrown into it, but I'm glad I did because, you know, b- being a bass player that can sing, right. you get a little more work than <laughs> being a guitar player. <laughs> did we, Did you grow up in Southern California? I grew up in New York City until uh, I was 16, and then we moved out to Santa Monica. So Okay, so you've lived here for over yeah, 40 years. Yeah, since 1980. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've been here since 95. From Pennsylvania? From Well, I grew up in Pennsylvania, but then I did a, I was in Chicago for about six years prior oh, okay. to moving here. Yeah. So I was ready for the nice weather, for sure, yeah. after yeah. those two places. Uh, this is home for you now? You consider this home? Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. We, yeah, I don't, I don't need humidity. and I don't need any of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so funny. Our oldest, Ezra, does, uh, does not like the hot weather. So mm. they have... Uh, graduated from college in Massachusetts and they are staying in Massachusetts. Okay. Which is, yeah. I guess uh, that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's but, uh, beautiful, but now nah, I'm kind of California all the way. Yeah, now. me too. Me too. So, did you have any success when you started with bands? Did you, did you guys play out? Were you making, a, were you ever making a living playing music? I, it was always a, what do they call them now? A side hustle. Okay. Yeah. It was always, I've, I've always had a, a steady job. Um, uh, but I've always played, so it's always supplemented it. Yeah. So I just never, I mean, there have been times I always wanted to go on the road and um, whined about it to my wife, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, then go on the road. But then, 
you know, we have a kid and right. It, it's a lot. Uh, it's hard. I mean, if the opportunity presented or presents itself, you know, but um, yeah, always just more just bar bands and mm -hmm. parties and weddings and functions and just all the time. Yeah. I feel like where we work right now, a lot of people play and do music. Mm -hmm. Lucas, uh, Alex. the new kid, James, Alex, uh, the new kid, Chris, he okay. sings. Yeah. Uh, is there a possibility that there could be some type of a Trader Joe's combo that happens? Yeah. Maybe if it's at a party <laughs> or something, or, you know, <laughs> I think it would be amazing. We need, you, you need a drummer. You need to find someone yeah, who plays true. drums in there. Although true. I think Lucas plays a little bit he of drums. Does. Yes, he does. So what, um, how long have you worked at Trader Joe's? I've been there seven months. Uh, it's been almost four years in June. Four years in June. Yeah. Has that time flown? Because this seven yes. months has flown by. Yes, it has flown by. Absolutely. And, and what brought you there? Were you like me? You needed, uh, it was time to find something new to do? Yeah, I had worked at a natural food store for over 33 years. Wow. And managed it for 12. Um, well, this so is a big career like a, change then. It was from, a huge thing. And yeah. it was kind of a corporate situation you know all of a sudden there i was looking for a job so i took took some time off and mm -hmm. uh you know reoriented and well i need to find something and i really wanted something i wanted to work for a company that i really thought was a good company right right i had been in business for many years yeah and i always prided myself and the people i worked with on on you know creating a good work environment yeah. so i had very high standards but i always knew trader joe's was amazing shop there for 25 years so. yeah you can get the vibe uh, that everyone's cool and chill and then yeah and it was actually better than i thought i said i know this is a great company but when i got there all of a sudden I'm like wow it's like they really they know what they're doing uh so yeah so it was and during that time was when i sort of uh i don't know if you call it a midlife crisis it probably was because i was in my mid-50s uh, you know, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I was just sort of like, oh my God, you know, what? And that's how I sort of fell into, okay, yeah. I always wrote and that was, you know, the real, my real passion. I didn't see myself, you know, slagging around playing in bar bands all till two in the morning. Right, right. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> look, if you're, if you're a super successful musician at, sure. at our age, then certainly you'll go out and, and do it. You know, if you're, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of people that are in our age bracket. I mean, I can think of a lot of people that are above our age bracket, like the Stones and everyone like right, that. They're right. certainly going to do it till they drop. Right. Um, so now, do you think the Trader Joe's, because uh, our store is great, but mm -hmm. do you think that, do you think all the Trader Joe's stores are great? Do you think that's company wide that it's, that vibe is in I, every store? I think so. I mean, um, they all have differences. I mean, like, right. I, you know, I've shopped at many different ones over the years uh but you know you notice a certain similarity yeah in the culture and then when the customers come in you know it's like you guys always seem so happy in here is it a good place to work i just spoke to somebody today and her son's looking for a job and i said well just tell him to come here don't go anywhere else yeah no disrespect for any other companies yeah. but i just think it's really uh run just amazingly well as well yeah. as a company can be run it's still a company and there's people and people are always you know it's like herding cattle herding, yeah, herding yeah. sheep <laughs> but yeah i do i think it's uh in this day and age uh with the you know with other businesses it just seems you know like a great a great a great place a, to work a great place know? um today is sunday may 28th and bruce uh bruce worked today you worked five to one that's right you're you're a morning guy mostly. 
I am an everything guy. I was a night guy. I mean, I would stay up till two in the morning and, and get up and go to work. I meant, I actually job. meant for for work. You you work mostly mornings at work. It just all depends. It all right depends. now, it's all mornings. It used to be all nights, but my wife was kind of like, you know, you're just coming home at ten thirty and eating and falling asleep on the couch. You think you could uh, take some of those morning shifts? So I was like, ah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I do like the variety of shifts though. Like, and if you, if you decided you wanted to work more other shifts there, they, they're pretty accommodating. It's pretty good. And I'm getting used to working, you know, the, I like having my mornings free because I like to do my creative stuff so yeah. I can wake up and do that and then go to work. Yep. But you know, I mean, this is here I am. I work this morning and now I'm doing stuff in the afternoon. Now you're doing so, fun stuff in the afternoon yeah, and then you're going to have a party at your house. We're having yeah, a we're, party here exactly, later. So fun so stuff. It's all good. And um, yeah, whenever I find, uh, whenever there's someone at work that's uh, complaining, I usually find it to be someone that hasn't worked a lot of jobs mm, because if they yeah. had, they would know what a great job that is. And that seems to be the case anywhere. It, yeah. I mean, I used to have that at, at the place that yeah. I worked at. I mean, you just, yeah, once you get some experience in, in what the working environment's like yep. in other jobs, uh, and we get a lot of people at Trader Joe's from other companies that are so yeah. happy to be there, yep. you know, so, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And, and we yeah. get a good workout, so I feel we do like get a I work- do not, I'm not a gym person, and so I'm very happy to feel like I've I've really taken care of my physique. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I'm going to check it right now from yesterday and see how many steps I had yesterday because I'm off today, but I did work yesterday. It's, yeah, it's crazy how much... How, uh, yesterday, it says 19,130 steps. Eight, I don't know how you do more than me. I thought I was a eight, champ. 8.3 miles, 3,700 calories. That's how, that's how I can eat like uh, some ice cream mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Well, I just... You can eat key lime pie for lunch. Eat, you know? Yeah, I can, eat, I can buy a key lime pie and have it for lunch. <laughs> um... All right, what else do I want to ask you before we get going? So midlife crisis, you didn't really have a midlife crisis. No, it was more, you know, I think any, you know, I like I said, I had worked at my other job for, yeah. for since I was 21 years old. Yeah. Um, and so just to all of a sudden be, okay, what do I want to do now? Uh, do I want to go back into, you know, heavy management situation right. where it consumes your entire life? Yeah. And, you know, I'm open to anything, but it was sort of like, okay, well, this is, you know, I've always wanted and I still want to, you know, to be solid as a creative person sure. as my livelihood. Yeah. And so I'm not going to look at my age and go, well, it's too late. It's just, well, here I am. Let's keep moving. Yeah. And let's, uh, what do you really want to do? And music, like I said, it was, you know, unless somebody calls and says, you know, we're going to fly you out to gigs. <laughs> I'm not getting in a van and running around right. the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music, music and stand-up comedy and all these things that, that t- it takes a lot out of you too, the travel yeah. and everything. And if you're not making the, the big dollars, then right. it's, uh, right. you know, then it has to become a hobby at some point. Exactly. But so, you can't let it go. People keep being creative, keep doing the things you like to do. I've been doing, this will be, I'm going into my 13th, 13th. year on this. This is really my creative outlet. I yeah. love coming up here and just turning on the mics and having new people in or right. having interviewing some rocker, you know, via Zoom, whatever it is. I've just, um, I just like this. I've never, this is, this podcast has never been something where I'm like, 
oh, I have to podcast. Right. I don't have an episode this week. I have to do it. I don't feel like I have to do it. I right. want to do it. I love to do it. Right. So yeah, it's when just, it's, and I think that comes through the mics uh, when people listen. Absolutely. I really do love yeah, it. Yeah. You seem like you're definitely uh, built yeah. for it. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, and, you know, during COVID, my wife used to have a, a studio where she taught her screenwriting classes and that's where I would record. Wow. And then when COVID came in the lockdown, we moved everything to the house and um, the show doesn't sound any different <laughs> to people here yeah. than it did when we did it at the studio that we were paying three right. grand a month for. Right. So, uh, so all good. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you can really do, if you have the equipment, you can do it from anywhere. Right. If you have the access. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this. This is um, Bruce told me when I met him, he told me that he wrote a book and you know, a lot of times when people, here's how I am. Like I, one of the guys at work is Vaughn. And when he found out I had a podcast, he said, oh, I have a podcast too. And I told Vaughn this. I said, the first thing I thought in my head was, oh, sure you do. You know what I mean? That's how, <laughs> right, that's just right, the right, cynical, right, right. how, that's how I am. And then I checked right. out Vaughn and he's, he's got a pretty successful podcast too. And right, he's right. and he's doing great stuff. And then you told me you wrote a book. And I probably thought, Ugh, this guy wrote a book, <laughs> you know, because it's just it's how I am with everything, right, you know. Right, right. So, um, so I, uh, but I wanted to, I wanted to check your book out. So I bought your book on Amazon. It's called Eat, Breathe, Worry, and we can find out where you got that title in a minute. But so, book came. I open it up. I start reading. Thoroughly enjoyable. I loved it. Awesome. I love this book, and that's one of the reasons you're here is because I want people to buy this book. And are these, are, is this, uh, is your web address still? Yes. You still yes. have a website, brucepalma.com, P-A-L-M-A, and at Real Bruce Palma on Instagram. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Everywhere. Uh, what is the other one? What's the other? Are you big on Twitter? One? There's a big, big one. Oh, it's YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, YouTube. But you're not really uh, active on Twitter so much. No, I read. I I took my account off, and mm -hmm. then I was helping a friend with some social media, and I said, you know what? I'll put the Twitter back on, and then I just get lost in just a morass of. Yeah diversions and so yeah. I'm on there and I probably should do it because I feel like with social media you just have to be aggressive and you have to be aggressive and, that's true you know, so. but where are you most active I think it's TikTok TikTok and, and, and YouTube and now YouTube, YouTube now. seems to be where I'm getting you know the fish are biting so I love this thing on the front of the book it looks like there's like a sticker on the book and it says 100% certified something yeah I just love stuff like that. It's just yeah. so funny. Well, nowadays, um, you know, you get certain products and they've got 72, seven different circles, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then it's got a subtitle, uh, The Smartass Guide to Life. That's right. All right. So, Bruce, tell everyone where you got the title, Eat, Breathe, Worry. Well, uh, it, hopefully most people know, yes, it is a play on Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, and the book really is sort of my upside, upside down version of a how-to self-help book. All so right. that's really the, the, um, the goal. So if you're on a roller coaster and the roller coaster is going straight, this is the roller coaster that goes backwards. Right. And I, I want to give you a compliment, but without it sounding like it's not a compliment, but <laughs> this is self-published. Yes. And sometimes when people self-published, it looks like a book that was self-published. Right. This book does right. not look like that. This looks like uh, a professional piece of work. <laughs> this it's the layout. You got pictures in here. You got draw. You did all these drawings in I here. I did the entire thing. I've always been a geek, even in my you know business 
life, uh, just love, you know, layout and, and, you know, presentations. And then, uh, so also what happened was when, you know, when I left my other job was I dove heavily into graphic design and mm -hmm. typography, um, for a while because it's just a passion of mine, but you know, the comedy and writing sort of won out, but I said, right. well, if I'm going to do a book, I want to feel the 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 uh, the satisfaction of you know, and I also don't want to pay somebody <laughs> right, right, right. a couple of grand to to do it all. So it's it's you know it it took a while, but you know. But if you had, you had the skill to do this yourself, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, some people I, don't like I I can't draw, so I couldn't do all these drawings that you did in here, and yeah, um, yeah it's just it's top notch all I the way around. It. And Thank guys, you. go over to Amazon and pick this book out. We're actually going to give two copies away in conjunction with this episode, and Bruce will autograph those. But um, yeah, I've just I'm impressed. The word is impressed. Thank you. And yeah, it uh, took it took a while, and and there was a lot of wrangling, and I wanted it to be as perfect as possible. I still think there's a, uh, I I think it's such a great experience mm -hmm. now in this day and age to just stop, put the phone down, and experience you know holding a book in your hand or yes. a magazine or just something that's just not gonna throw a pop up ad at you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, another thing about this book is it's one of those books, I'm gonna, again, I don't know if this is uh, not a compliment, but I think it is. This is like a great bathroom book because you can you can just like flip and drop in anywhere I've and had read anywhere. Several people actually tell me that, yeah. that that's where they keep it, yeah. and, you know, because that's can, where they're going to read yeah. and you can, you know. But you can also, you can also read it cover to cover, take it to the beach. This but, summer, summer's coming up. You need a you need a fun book to read on vacation or at the beach. This is perfect for you. How many pages is this thing? It's about hundred. About hundred and eighty. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, it, it's. You know, if people remember Mad Magazine, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just a humor magazine. That that's was one of the uh, the goals was to create something where it wasn't just all text, where everything sort of kept. It was more dynamic. Where, yeah. You know, there was little drawings and photos and quotes and and here some of the some of the titles or the chapter titles are how to cure constipation how to eat how to breathe how to get a tattoo do you have a tattoo i do not have a tattoo all right how do you know about getting a tattoo then if you don't have one um everybody i know has one Everyone right I know has my, one too. my daughter I got one at 18 and I don't have she one. keeps getting them and i just i liken it to uh, i can't even figure out how to keep something on my wall long enough i keep moving it around so i can just imagine being stuck with a dragon <laughs> on my arm <laughs> yeah yeah i just i don't know what i would get at this point and uh at my age if you're not jacked and you know ripped i think you look silly with one now yeah. so and I'm, the price of them i'd, I'd rather go out and buy a nice turntable yeah. and buy a bunch of vinyl albums yeah. or something <laughs> yeah i'm not yeah I'm, i i don't see myself getting a tattoo but you know you, you never know you right. never know yeah so yeah, if this book was in uh, Barnes and Noble, it would be in the humor section for sure. Yeah, that's what. Just so people, yeah. just so people, I know that, but I'm letting people know. Yeah. So eat, breathe, worry. How long did it take you to write this book? Probably about a year. A year to write it. I, I wrote an original one. It was actually called "How to Make Avocado Toast." Mm -hmm. And I, my initial, uh, what do you call it? like market research? The people, you know, people weren't getting the irony of it. So I kind of so you gave that you gave that book to friends and stuff to read for you. It was on Kindle. Oh, okay. I put it on Kindle, and and then I kind of lost the passion for it. Mm -hmm. And I took all of that and then re, 
you know, put it on steroids and added more chapters right. and said, okay, let's take this somewhere else. And it and, became this. Yeah. All right. You know, a, a better title, I think. Yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's a great title. And, um, and then once it was, uh, once it was completed, then you started the process to get these things printed up and made. Basically on Amazon, they do it for uh, you. You just send up the file and as, and as long as you approve the proof mm -hmm. and they approve the proof, uh, you're good to go. So, so you don't have boxes of these in your garage. No, no, no. It all it's all I've, ordered from Amazon. They've done the work. Boom, boom. It's on Prime. You can get it in yeah. two days. Yep. It, it's it's easy peasy. Yep, for you sure. Know, if I went out, if I went out and did live readings, then I'd need to have author copies. Yeah, and then you just buy some. Yeah, and do it exactly. Uh, do you have yeah, another book in you? I've got a lot of books in me. Yeah, yeah. Have you started? I, I have another started book. another one. I, I write constantly. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, and I'm not here tooting my own horn, like, I don't know if it's any good or not, but for right, me- no, no. No, I definitely- You, I'm, you I'm, can only get good at something if you do it constantly. I'm itching to, to get another book out soon just because it's the satisfaction of- Yeah. There's another, another you know, another shot at the, the baseball bat. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Here's my book idea. You tell me if it's good, but, I, but I'm, I just, I don't know why. I just don't. It's, uh, it's not difficult for me to write. It's just like the act of writing is easy. The act of making time and saying, I'm going to do it mm -hmm. tomorrow or the next day or whatever is difficult. Mm -hmm. I would like to do a book about each one of these interactions of these album signings. Mm. And it would be simple. I just, all I have to do is pick 15 of them and mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm going to write about when I met Art Garfunkel. Mm -hmm. And that would be, and it would be like, Four pages, pages yeah. yeah. Because um, what I tell people is, that, you know, it wouldn't just be, yeah, he came out the back door and he signed it and then I left. Because there's a lot of stuff leading up to getting the autograph and then there's a lot of things that happen during and then after. Right, And I bring right. up Art Garfunkel because I, I was the only one waiting for him. Wow. And we talked for 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my book idea. Oh, that'd be an amazing book. I mean. Yeah, if I ever do it. <laughs> I got to do it, Bruce. I got to figure out how to do it. But um, what else did I want to ask you? Uh, four years at Trader Joe's. You have a daughter. How old's your daughter? She'll be 25 in August. I nice. have a stepson. He's 39. Wow. I hope I got that right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, and today there's a, a birthday party for your mother-in-law, and your mother-in-law is how old? She's 88. Yep. 88. Time so, marches on. Yeah. My wife has a big, big uh, tight-knit extended family. And all those yeah. people will be at your house today. It'll be about twenty-five. Yeah. And, and do you get along with those people? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. You're not going to be hiding in the bedroom. I, no. No. Right. Not at all. And I don't really have. I mean, my family is what what family I have is on the East Coast, mm -hmm. uh, mostly. So. And what know, about you? Really do you have not. siblings? I have a stepbrother and a stepsister. All right. And we're pretty much brother. We're brother and sister. Yeah. We grew up since I was six. Okay. You know, yeah. And one of them passed away. So there was four of us. We were like the Brady Bunch. So my one sister's younger, one year younger than it's me. Then my brother's one year older. And then the older sister was one year older. So it was the strangest thing. It was literally Brady Bunch. That is the Brady Bunch. All right. Number one thing though today, folks, remember the book is called Eat, Breathe, Worry. Go over to Amazon. You pick this thing up. I think it's, I think it's Nine ninety nine, maybe less. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Let's keep it. You know. Let's keep it. Keep uh, it simple. Under keep ten it bucks easy to make a purchase. You know. Uh, and 
BrucePalma.com and at real Bruce Palma all over social media. So that's where you check Bruce out. Yeah. And now sign up, sign up for the uh, sign up for my uh, email. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get on at real Bruce Palma. Just follow me because why not? Why not? And uh, let's get into some music. Now, here's what we, here's, and it's easy. You know how we do it here. I always want to make it easy for people. I don't want to give you a bunch of homework. So I told Bruce that we will play songs that have eat, breathe, or worry in the song title. I believe we each picked four songs from mm-hmm. each of those things. So four, we have eight eat songs. Uh, I'll play all Bruce's. I might not play all mine. We have uh, eight breathe songs and eight worry songs. And so let's get into it. And, and Bruce, are you a worrier? Do you worry oh, about stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I have a mild case of OCD or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. What was your, what's the most recent thing you were worried about? Oh, God. Uh, leaving my wife to do the podcast <laughs> while she was getting ready for a party. I mean, you know, uh, there were probably six other things I worried about yeah. from the time I was here. There's a chapter in the book about how to worry with style. <laughs> so I, I tell you how to take that worry and All transform right. it into something more, right. more fun. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a worry. I mean, I worry. I always worry about the kids. Um, I worry when people, you know, if my wife is traveling, you know, you know. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I you mean, don't day to day. As, I don't really worry yeah, you, that much. You don't seem as beset with worry. No, no, I don't think yeah. I am. I don't think I am. All right, but if you are, this book will help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your first? Uh, and uh, I know I, I'm looking at the playlist, but I'm going to ask. Do you remember what your songs were? Oh yeah, uh, okay. I think Jesus. I, I had it took me a long time. I had a whole list. So this is uh, "Eat It" by Weird Al. Okay. Um, I just uh, you know I think it kind of fits because he's you know he's definitely in the vein of uh, humor and sarcasm. Absolutely. So I thought, well, this is perfect. And you know? uh, it's literally the first one that I thought of too. It's because yeah. it's just it's just there. Yeah. So. Here's a little bit of uh, Eat It. Former guest and friend of the show, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, he's basically he's basically at the top of his game, always. Like there's no one. I don't. There's no one else. No. It's not like there's Weird Al. There's this guy and there's that guy. Like I only know Weird Al does yeah. stuff like this. Who else does it? Yeah. How come no one else is do, wants to try to do it? I don't know. It, it seems weird. It's like uh, humor <laughs> and sarcasm. It, it's either all in stand-up comedy now, where he kind of took a little, you know, side street. Yeah, he did, and went into the Doctor Demento kind of area. Yeah, like, and just again, there's probably a lot of other people that do it, but no one to it, took it to the heights that Weird Al's taking it to. Yeah, yeah, and I remember going on his website a long time ago. I did some playing with his guitar player. And I remember going to his website and he had like literally like a tour diary of like every show he did since he started. Yeah. It's like, geez, you know, it's dedication. Yeah. And just, uh, he's just a normal guy too. Mm -hmm. He just, he, he, and he, he writes original songs too. It's not all parodies. Like Mm -hmm. a Weird Al album now is like about 50, 50. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, what's my first song with "Eat" in the title? I went with from 1979. The album's called "Eat to the Beat." The band is Blondie, and the song mm. is called "Eat to the Beat." That's Here we right. go. I always felt like Blondie was trying to do their best Ramones with this song. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah, a little not my yeah. usual Blondie. No, that's not Call Me or yeah. you know, The Tide is High. That's, uh, that's a little more rock and a little more punk. Nice. Uh, do you have favorite bands, Bruce? Favorite artists that you still enjoy? Oh, God. I pretty much enjoy all of them. Um, I've been a big Grateful Deadhead mm-hmm. for many years, but I mean, it's very wide ranging um i mean obviously zeppelin and i mean just everybody yeah Yeah. i'm trying to think who would be a favorite just goes in phases what about new music is there there any new music that you listen to i don't really enjoy (laughs) i have to you know it's sort of like putting your little toe in the water Mm -hmm. uh i think the only thing that i've been blown away by that I've heard is uh, Lizzo as a song. I forgot what it was called. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like, this is the real thing. So for me, I just have to really be sort of like, I don't follow sports, but yeah, it's sort of I like watching a sports player. Like, it takes, like, if you're going to be better than a Michael Jordan and blow people away, you have to almost be better than Michael Jordan right. or up to that level. And in music, I don't see people coming to the level of the Stevie Wonders and the anybody that's amazing from the 60s, 70s, 80s. It's difficult. You know, Music's of, difficult now because before you would get you would get discovered and then you would you would get signed and then you would make an album and then it would be on the radio and that's how we would find it. Now, right. we could make an album put it up you know what i mean it's like it, yeah you know music is uh it's a uh, it's a different ball game now it's, for sure it's all over the place and i just i don't know i just i think the technology i'm very attuned i'd probably be a really good music producer because mm-hmm. i just love sound so yeah. if something doesn't sound right and it's produced in a weird way lucas yeah. and i talk about this if it's recorded in a certain way where it doesn't have a lot of bottom end or something it just drives me nuts yeah, i like so, some separation too i like I to need, be able to hear the i like to be able to hear everything i yeah. don't like when it's muddy and a lot of the diy uh young artists i think it's just they don't have they might be excellent songwriters and excellent singers, but they they, they also need to have that production too. Yeah, they, and that's really it. Um, Mark Rebelay, he's he's very risque. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Mark Rebelay, and he basically sings very, um, impromptu, improvisational stuff, and he plays keyboard and he programs drums, and he he's really big. And yeah, he's more of like a new person where. Um, that I, the minute I heard, I was like, oh my God, like this guy's like, yeah. he's the real deal. That's the thing when um, someone is, cause I remember the first time I heard Bruno Mars, which is mm-hmm. many years ago now, right. but the first time I heard him, I'm like, oh, well this guy, he's got it. 
He's got it. You got to have you got to have the thing too. Exactly. All right. What's your next eat song? Oh boy, did I pick two? You picked Uh, four. I picked four. That's right. Boy, I got to jog my memory. I can tell you. Yeah, please tell me. All right. I I love this. Now I'm worrying that I I lost my memory. I'll say the I'll say the I'll say the artist, and then you'll be able to you'll know what the song is. Yeah. You picked a song by Aerosmith. Oh yeah, Eat the Rich. I love this song from '93. Get a grip. We're not going to play the part, but at the end, uh, it ends with a burp. Steven ah. Tyler burps at the end. Yeah. But here's Eat the Rich. When I woke up this morning on the wrong side of the bed And how I got to thinking about all those things you said About ordinary people and how to make you sick And if calling things kicks back on you, then I hope this does the trick Cause I'm sick of y'all complaining See, now people could say, well, isn't Steven Tyler rich? And it would be like, yes, but he's from working class background, so he understands and he can sing about it. Yeah, it's a different kind of rich mentality that they're poking fun at. I was lucky enough to have seen them in 79. Wow. Nassau Coliseum. Golden Earring opened up for them. (laughs) That's amazing. I never saw them in the heyday. I've seen them, but not in the heyday. Yeah, that was was quite good. Although I do understand in the heyday there were drugs and some of the shows weren't (laughs) as good as you might think they were. It was their heyday in many ways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love that song because, uh, that's always been like, uh, a treadmill song for me or in my workout playlist, but I love how his voice, like he's singing here and then he takes it up a notch. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I have a, they have a live, uh, a live album from their stuff from the nineties. So I have that in my car. I think it's called halfway to sanity. It might be the name of that album. It's a two, two album, two CD set. Yeah. Uh, I have a song also called eat the rich and it's by, uh, a heavy metal band from Sweden called Crocus. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were around in the 70s, right? Uh, late 70s late then, 70s. mostly through the 80s. Okay. And uh, so let's hear this version of uh, a different song, same title, Eat the Rich. All right, lyrically not as creative as the Aerosmith song, but uh, wow, I don't think I've ever heard them. But they do, and not in a bad way. They really remind me of ACDC. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's some the there's some songs that's really yeah that I could play that are way better than that song that really sound like ACDC for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All right, next up, uh, much different from Aerosmith and much different from Crocus, we have uh, a song credited to Paul and Linda McCartney. That's right, yeah. And I don't ever remember hearing this song. I think I even had the CD. Yeah, Ram. Ram, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't ever remember, don't remember the song, but I was poking around and I heard it and I said, oh my God, yeah, it's a it's great, great song. And it's called Eat at Home. Here we go. Now, the production on this is a great example of something that's kind of DIY, and yet mm-hmm. McCartney learned so much from George Martin mm-hmm. that he knows how to make it, it's raw, but mm-hmm. you can hear, you can hear everything. You can hear the vocal, you can hear the guitar, the drums, everything's just, it's all in there and you can hear it and it's yeah, so cool. It's just, yeah. And that's the album I remember when I was a kid and Uncle Albert and hands across the Uncle, Uncle Albert used to be on the AM radio, yeah. and I re- even remember when I was like, God, it must have been six or seven. Just mm-hmm. like my, like the feeling I got when I heard that on yeah. the AM radio, like you know that hands across the water yep. and we're so sorry. Like, Whoa, what is I this? Know. This is the most magical thing I've ever right. heard in my life. That what that's what it must have been like when people heard Beatles songs when they first came mm-hmm. out. You know, because we didn't hear Beatles when right. they first came out, right. but we did hear Wings and Paul McCartney yeah. and, and their solo stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, when I'm choosing songs for like an episode like this, I can just go into my iTunes library and let me see how many songs I have in my iTunes library currently. <laughs> 93,779 songs. Oh my God. That's what I have to choose from. And then I can just uh, type in the word eat and see what comes up. And sometimes it'll be a song that I don't ever remember hearing. Or a song that I haven't heard in a while. But this is one by Alice Cooper from 2001 that I don't ever remember even hearing. Mm. It's called Clowns Will Eat Me. Mm. Let's hear it. Yummy. Clowns will eat me. They always want to take a bite. Can't sleep. 
sounds like a song that would fit on a Freddy Krueger movie soundtrack. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, was yeah it's really... so funny how different that is from Paul and Linda McCartney. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about music. You can love it all. You can love a lot of different things. Absolutely. Last for you in our eat category is a gentleman named Frank Zappa. Yes, yes. So I uh, got turned on to him. I think I was in sophomore in high school, uh, back in New York, and mm-hmm. you know everybody was into all Almond Brothers and Grateful Dead and Frank Zappa and Little yeah. Feet and all those bands. And uh, Apostrophe was one of the albums that I had, and just obviously just completely blown away by his satire. He he's one of the guys that kind of not we- not like Weird Al specifically yeah. but definitely wove in just a lot of smart ass satirical stuff so this one always I love this album and the song is Don't Eat Yellow Don't Eat Don't Eat the, the Yellow, yellow Snow. Snow all right let's hear it here we go dreamed I was an eskimo frozen wind began to blow That's some production there. Under my boots and around my toe. Frost that bit the ground below. Was a hundred degrees below zero. And my mama cried. My mama cried. Don't be a naughty Eskimo. Save your money, don't go to the show. I don't know when he's going to say, Don't eat the yellow snow, but he does. It's coming up, yeah. He says, Oh, oh, oh. Well, I turned around and I. So, whenever I hear a song like that, I enjoy it. But for me, I it's it's almost too ambitious for me. Like I'm I'm not a musician, right? right so right. I mean, I know that's amazing playing. Everyone is at the right, top of right, their game. Right. I know the musicians that he's worked with, but I just I just don't quite get Frank Zappa. It's a little Yet. cerebral, and yeah. I have to be in the right mood. And I think nowadays I can't. Mm-hmm take too much of it i can take yeah. a little bit but when you when you when you're young you know yeah like, wow this yeah is what is that pretty wild stuff it's like when you put on your first uh, richard pryor comedy album or something right, you're like right. whoa plus you know a lot of these people they were really big right when i was being ex- opening my mind right to all this stuff you remember he was playing concerts in new york so yeah. you saw posters so it's this whole big thing you know frank zappa yeah. see i grew up in small town pennsylvania so i never saw any i might have seen his Zappa album at the record store and mm-hmm. thought, who's that? But I don't think I heard anything from Zappa until um, Valley Girl mm, okay. with Moon. Right. That right. was the first, really, that was my first introduction. And then 
I remember seeing him on Saturday Night Live when he hosted. Mm-hmm. With the Coneheads episode. With the Coneheads, yeah. yeah. But still, I was like, is, he, is this guy a comedian or is he, is he a musician? Right, it right. Wasn't, I wasn't sure because I was probably 11. <laughs> All right, last Eat song. This one's from me. This is ACDC. Oh, okay. That's right. I think I saw this one when I was, this was going to be one of my choices, yeah, I think. Dog eat dog. And I love, he says, dog eat dog. And then he says, eat cat too. <laughs> Very funny. Bon Scott. Here we go. Whenever I record the podcast and I listen to music in these headphones, like I never want to oh listen to God. music. Yeah, I have to get some <laughs> I, of these headphones. Way. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That, they're so good. I love ACDC. They're so satisfying. Oh, yeah, I like love it. It's like a good solid steak or something. Yeah, and, uh, and forgive me, listeners, I know you've heard me say this a million times, but one of my favorite quotes about ACDC is from Stephen King. One of his friends said, why do you like ACDC? All the songs sound the same. And Stephen King said... What's your point? <laughs> Which is perfect. All right, moving on to Breathe. You got a song by Pink Floyd. Yeah, first, second LP, rock LP I ever owned. So that was, Did, it was, what was the first rumor, Rumors was the first. Before that, I mostly was had 45s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me R&B, too. soul, disco, more of the AM, yeah, and these, OJs and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a lot of super sounds of the 70s, like those one-hit wonder songs yeah. that would be on Yacht Rock Radio now. Right. But yeah, my first, my first album I ever purchased was Eagles' Greatest Hits. Mm. And then I think the second one was probably Rumors also. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, Rumors was the first, and then Dark Side of the Moon. All right, two good ones. Yeah, so obviously... That was a very seminal album. That was the days when you just sat in a room and that was your content. Yep, that was it. You picked up the album cover, you looked at it. You read all the liner notes. All right, and this song is simply called Breathe. album came out mm, 73 yeah god it bring uh you were t- these headphones sound amazing by the way yeah i just it's yeah again there's no better way 
to listen to music. Than yeah, said, my but... first, uh, real quick, uh, a friend of mine in, in middle school, my first time listening to some open-air Sennheiser headphones, mm-hmm. and he turned me on to a lot of rock albums. Yeah. We're still in touch. And I remember the first time I sat in his room and he put these open-air Sennheiser headphones on and put on you know, a Yes album or something. I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's funny when I watch uh, like a rock documentary, you know, about, you know, a band from the 60s or 70s and when they're in the studio and the equipment they're using, I guess it was in the, um, that the Beatles one that was on. Did you watch that three part Beatles doc that was recently on? Yeah. And the equipment, yeah, the equipment looks not great. Like the microphones don't look great. The headphones are big and clunky. uh, And yet look what they did. Look what they did with it. They had amazing, a lot of it has to yeah. do with the, the tube compressors. It's kind of oh, technical, okay. but you know they may not have had a lot of multi-tracks, but they had these huge tube compressors that just made everything sound warm, and Paul's bass just still sounds better than any bass now. <laughs> yeah. See, that's some nerd talk there. Is Paul one of your favorite yeah. uh, bass players? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. I, I think he's very uh, underrated. He is underrated. Very underrated. Because uh, I think he's thought more of as a as a poppy songwriter yeah but when you listen to his bass lines underneath all of Mm -hmm. that and the sound of his bass that's just you know yeah and i think on the i think on that uh three or four part uh mccartney Mm -hmm. thing with um rick Rick rubin Rubin. i think he plays some bass like doesn't he pick it up maybe and he might yeah he still has the same bass that he played back in 64 <laughs> it's pretty amazing i've never seen any beetle in concert mm. yeah me neither me neither uh, we gotta do we gotta like i i'm like how do i not go see these ringo shows he plays at the greek once right. a year they're not gonna live forever no pretty inspiring yeah it really is all right my first breathe song is from former guest and friend of the show melissa etheridge mm. Uh, she was actually the first big, big, big guest I got. Wow. And then she kind of, that kind of opened the door for me to get, because people would say, well, who's been on your show? Like if I was trying to get someone, they'd say, who's been on your show? And I wouldn't say only Melissa Etheridge. I would just say, well, my most recent guest was Melissa Etheridge. And then they'd go, oh, okay, then we can do it. So, uh, and she, that was in person. That was in person record is fantastic. But this is a song from 2004 from her album called Lucky. And the song is just called Breathe, and I really love it. Here we go. I played the fool today. And I just dream of vanishing into the crowd. Longing for home again. sing a little bit yeah uh, <laughs> a drummer that i played with back in 1990 or 89 mm-hmm. he he knew her he knew her pretty well and we were at a club in hollywood and she was sitting in front of us i think it was before she really hit big yeah and she got up and did piece of my heart by job oh my god which was pretty, i've heard her do that many nice. times yeah um well speaking of drummers the drummer on that track is a former guest and friend of the show Kenny Aronoff and he's just one of my favorite oh, drummers of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And I can whenever he's on drumming on something I you can just tell he has a sound 
And uh, it's yeah, pretty damn solid. Yeah, I love it. Solid. All right, next up, oh, you picked a great song from the Hollies. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Introduce it, Bruce. You got to introduce the it. The air that I breathe. Just one of those songs that was coming on the AM radio back in the day, and just had that magical. What is this? Yep. You know, what is this sound? Great song. Here we go. up to the chorus here. <laughs> oh, too much. Here we go. Reminding me of Harry Nilsson a little bit. A little bit, yeah, the, there, the, the, with the, the chorus, vocal, for sure, yeah. Vocal too. Um, I recently had uh, Tammy from work on the show, and there's a 30 years difference in age between mm-hmm. Tammy and I, but uh, I love that these kids talk as passionately about their music that they love as mm-hmm. we do about our music. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really what's the same, whether we vibe with what they like or if they mm-hmm. vibe with the old stuff like something like that right uh that remains to be seen but i do love uh i do love the passion that uh, everyone talks about with the music that means something to them and that's the way my daughter is and i have to realize i was thinking about that because somebody came in the store and they had a taylor swift sweatshirt on and i thought you know this is their point of reference so yeah. who am i to say well you don't know who Joni mitchell is oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like well no you know and yeah. i didn't know who frank sinatra was when i was 20 years old you know well, took a little while there's a their friend of mine uh he he loves taylor swift i love taylor swift too mm-hmm. and that movie 80 for brady came out so mm. i'm probably going to do an episode with him and we're probably going to call it 50 for swifty You're right but okay. uh, but uh yeah i love taylor swift i took mm-hmm. uh i took ezra to see taylor swift and it was uh it's one of the top five okay live concerts i've ever seen okay and um I mean, Roger Waters doing the wall solo is up there. Right. But then she's right up there with him. Okay. It was amazing. Well, totally blown away. Then I have more uh, musical <laughs> frontiers to uh, to conquer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, I was introduced because she came out right when the kids were like, mm-hmm. you know, formidable. But right. I think she's really good. I really do. A lot of people don't. I get it. 
but I do. All right, uh, I got another female vocalist, uh, country, Faith Hill. I'm burping now, and her uh, her song is also called "Breathe." Mm. You've probably I think that I think this is on one of the Trader Joe's playlists. Okay, that plays in the store. I like Bruce. If Bruce doesn't like the playlist in the store, he'll go up and try to get it changed. And thank you. Yeah, just call me Squeaky Will Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who do you well. talk to? Like I've never been ballsy enough to go up and go. Can we change this? Uh, you know, it just depends on who I'm sympathetic, who I think is, is not as yeah. attached to the music playing. Some, some are more attached to it. And so I realize, yeah. well, that's their playlist and, you know, and, and it's going to stay, but, it's, um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was this past week in the morning, you had them put the seventies on and that, that's yeah. My, I love yeah. it. There's just certain songs that come on that are just so horrible. It just, you know, no disrespect to Trader Joe. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's my look, own personal look, experience. It's, uh, <laughs> they pay for these playlists, these in-store playlists, and then the the mates who are the managers, they they pick what's going to be played. And, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. But this is uh, Faith Hill, and this is song is called Breathe. And she can sing her butt off, too. Yeah. The way. All my thoughts just seem to settle on the breeze When I'm lying wrapped up in your arms The whole world just fades away And the only thing I hear Is the beating of your heart I can feel you Now, Bruce, since you know music, what does she do there when she goes up on the word suppose? It gets really high. Is that is there a name for that uh, oh God, vocal to, styling? I mean, I guess it's falsetto, but I'm not. But just for that one she, word, she just goes there. She just hits a high note, but she's just so smooth in the way she yeah. can, you know, let her voice not crack right. when she's going up the, the slide. It must be you difficult know? when you record a song like that and you lay it down for your album and then you say... When I sing this live, I'm going to have to fucking do that every night. Yeah. <laughs> or at least attempt it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you know how to sing, mm-hmm. you know, and you learn how to, you know, do those things, you know yeah. how to support yourself and, you know, keep your voice mm-hmm. um, uh, relaxed enough so you can hit it. I've seen, uh, I've seen Heart in concert many times. Mm-hmm. I've been very, I've been close many times, like close uh, to the stage. And one night I forget. I forget what the song was that they're singing. It was it, uh, I think it was Alone. You know, How Do I Get You Alone? And there's mm. an Anna's to hit mm. a note. And I remember I was watching them. They were very close. The sisters were very close on stage with each other. And they, Anne like gave Nancy a look like, I don't know if I'm going to, mm. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. I could just see it. Like I could see mm. it was if they were having a conversation just with wow. looks. And Nancy gave her a look like, almost like, you can do it. Mm. And then she did. And then they both like smiled. I was like, 
this is like this. Now this is a wow. music. It might not be a rock and roll moment, but it's a musical learning yeah. moment. And I really, I still wow. remember that. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's the people I really respect. People who can get up and just and just knock just it out of the belt. park. To me, it's like you know, hitting a you know, hitting a ball. Yeah. In an amazing way. I know. saw Ann Solo just uh, just uh, last year, like the end of last year, and she f- fucking killed it. Just wow. killing it still. That's great. Like as soon as she started to sing, my friend and I, we both turned to each other and we looked and we we're like, we're just like, holy shit. How yeah. did she do it? Yeah. Well, Paul, Paul McCartney still does it. Yeah. Yep. I saw Chaka Khan. I remember I was backstage and, and I watched Chaka Khan get on the stage and just, you know, toss out a cigarette, oh my strut God. up the steps. Oh my God. She was like 45 minutes late and she went right to the mic and just like a jet plane had After taken smoking. off. smoking. She just put her cigarette out, walked up the steps, oh and just God. went for it. My my whole body just, I got chills, you know, because she's that's just some, that good of a singer. Yeah, that's you know? some old school smoking and then going yeah. right in. <laughs> All right. Your next artist is Maria McKee, and she actually relates to the next artist that I will play after you. Mm-hmm. But this is a, from Maria McKee. I guess this is probably her first solo album. 89 maybe it's self-titled yeah and i remember it my wife i actually give her credit because she was sitting with me i was racking my brain Mm -hmm. to find another one and somehow it came i think she she uh suggested it and i heard it and i just love country country rock and i remember when we first started seeing each other i remember maria key was that was when she was really taken off so this song is also called breathe we have three songs that are just called breathe yeah great vocalist First I was scared and I opened up my head And the motor that was running was the mind of you I was scared when I looked at my reflection And the shine I saw were the eyes of you I was scared when you touched my lips And the breath I took was a breath that shook me with a shock like a flame as eternal as a song and the song is Yeah, a lot of yeah. soul. She just you can feel her soul. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, actually, we have four songs called "Breathe" because my next song is also called "Breathe." <laughs> here's here's how Maria McKee relates to this song. Uh, her first band, Lone Justice. Mm-hmm. I saw them open up for U two wow. on the Tung Baby. No, it was nineteen eighty four when I was in college. It was the um, why am I drawing a blank on this? Um, uh, what's uh, unforgettable fire Unforget, tour? Right, okay. uh, I had a senior moment, Bruce. Um, so uh, I'm going to play a U2 song from 2009. It's from their album No Line on the Horizon. Now this album, people don't warm to this album that much, mm. but sometimes an album uh, coincides with an event in your life, and so it has special meaning to you. So for me, we moved into this house in 2009. And we had, uh, we had it, uh, we, we had the keys for it six weeks before we had to be out of our rental house. So that meant that I could be here for six weeks and, and paint all 
the rooms in the house. Mm. And this was my album that I listened oh, to nice. when I painted all the rooms in the house. I just listened to this album basically wow. nonstop. And so it has a lot of meaning yeah. for me. So Absolutely. this song is from No Line on the Horizon and the song is called Breathe. Bruce, did you did you tell me once in the story that you did not like you two? I'm not a huge fan. It's okay. sort of like I like them. I I don't delve into them that much. Um, I remember seeing Rattle and Hum the movie. That was that was really inspiring. Okay, I really liked that a lot. So. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I I thought no. I remembered you saying. What about uh, you? Like Foo Fighters? Yeah, but they're interesting too. I can take about two or three songs, and then I have to stop. Like, but but I'm I'm actually listening to Dave Grohl's. Uh, uh, biography. That's right. right. You now. told me that yesterday. And so just really inspiring. The police. Did you like the police? Yeah, love the police. All right. Love the police. All right, cool. Absolutely. Now, Bruce, your next song, this is from a band I don't know. I don't know this song. I don't know this band. It's from 2004. The artist is Maze. Mace. Mace. Oh, See? that's right. I see. I it's not Maze I... with a Z. It's M A S E. Mace. Now, yeah, this is a, a left field one. I had saw a. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, I don't know what he's calling Whatever himself Whatever he's called now, now yeah. Uh, we saw a documentary on him, and so I, I went on and got, got one of his playlists, and I just really liked this guy's rapping mace. Okay. And this one is not as risque. I think he kind of went through a conversion where he left his old ways behind, but I just <laughs> love, I, I immediately just loved his style as, of his phrasing. So. All right, we got, this one's called Breathe, Stretch, Shake. That's right. <laughs> So he might there could, there could he could be dropping some words in this. He I you know I, don't I, care. I have to remember. Yeah. Go ahead. You don't swear that much, Bruce. Do oh, I I do. do yes, you? I do. You can yeah. swear here if you want to. Uh, I, do, I just I don't, don't I don't recall hearing you swear that much yeah, around work. Yeah, I do. The funny thing <laughs> is the first time I did do it Lucas who had never heard me swear, he he literally like he had to pull him off the floor. He's like, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> I'm from New York. Of course I swear. Right, right. I have uh got Italian in me. And by the way, you better fucking believe it, okay? <laughs> you and Vince. That's right. Uh, and Lucas, he's a great kid. Yeah. Love that kid. And Beautiful. I call him a kid because he's 24. Beautiful. Can you believe soul. he's 24? He's an old soul. He is an, old, an soul, old soul. I never thought he was 24. He doesn't look old, he just carries himself with maturity and grace. That's right. All Good right. Words. Breathe, stretch, shake. What I sound like after five years. You back, kid? Why do I feel I feel I was born again. Five years later and I'm on again. 
Man, I think I'm born to win. Me broke, that's a oxymoron. Forget a bus, I bought a drop to Toron. G4 is what I saw on. You thinking I ain't hot, you're so wrong. Sorry for the prolong. But now life goes on. Long list of hits and it goes on. I wake up and I don't even feel like a star. And man, I'm getting a million of bars. Indeed, I need not take no lie. Man, y'all gonna make me cry. It's kinda eerie when you hear me. Your head stand up. Been a change of plan, rip your old plan up instead of hate. Help me lift the big man up. Stretch, shake, let it go. Breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. I like that. I, I mean, it's not something, it wouldn't be a go-to for me, but I, I, as it was playing, I wasn't like, ah, oh, this fucking sucks. No, he, he, yeah. there's something about the way he phrases. He's just right on the groove. He's just riding that Bronco. Just, he, I just love the way he phrases stuff. It just hits me. Even hearing it now, I don't yeah. listen to him a lot, but I thought, you know. Yeah, it's good. Uh, how do you uh, how do you listen to music? What what way are you uh, are you a Spotify guy? Do you do you put a CD in? Do you play vinyl? How do you do uh, it? No, I don't really have. I don't really play vinyl anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, CDs only in my uh, my mother in law's car that I inherited because okay. I gave my car to my daughter. So, All right. Uh, CDs and mostly yeah, mostly Spotify at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a sucker. And you pay for Spotify, so you I can pay for Spotify, and um, I'm just a kid in a candy store. Uh, <laughs> you just... do look. I just uh, I don't pay for Spotify, but I do. I do have Apple Music or Amazon right. Music, which is, is the same thing. At one it's the point same thing. Too, yeah. Um. It, it. So far, anything I've looked up, I've been able to hear it. So yeah. I do have that right now. But uh, here on the show, we do a we do a album a day. And oh, we, nice. that's like a hashtag, uh, right. rock solid album a day, 2023. And like a bunch of the listeners, we do it. So we, so I listen to an album every day, top nice. to bottom nice. at some point in my day. And I've been doing discographies, uh, this year. I did it last year and this year because it's like, oh, I haven't listened to this artist for a while. Well, I'm going to listen to the whole discography start mm. to finish. So I'm in the middle of the Bob Seger oh, nice. discography right nice. now. I am enjoying it way more than I should, uh, that's great. Rita and Pilar are sick of it. Yeah. Like the other day, Pilar said, a lot of Bob Seger. <laughs> I'm just like, I go, I know what you mean by that. I don't care. Oh, he's he's uh, so good. He's rock solid. You I know? mean, he's rock, he's, solid. he's rock solid. I mean, the line in Night Moves, when he says, um, no, no, I'm not going to remember it. I'm going to have a senior moment again. When he says, um, Working on mysteries without any, any clues. clues. Yeah, working on our night moves. I mean, what a way to describe two teenagers exploring uh, sex for the right. first time. Working, working on, on mysteries yeah. without any clues. We we don't yeah. know what we're doing, but we're trying to. I mean, oh, it's wow. so great. Yeah, uh, they were. I was reading a book by Anthony De Curtis. I think it was, and he was he was interviewing Billy Joel and Paul Simon, mm -hmm. and they were talking about the art of not Billy Joel and Paul Simon, Billy Joel and Elton John. Okay, and they were talking about their influences and the songwriting craft and how it had changed so much, but how they had such great inspiration, and that's why they were able to become great. And you hear stuff like that, yeah. and you realize what so, it takes. You yeah. know, they were all trying to up each other's game. And from Bob Seger doesn't really hit his stride for like eight albums. Like no one, you don't get that chance in music anymore. You don't wow. get eight. And he was, on, he's been on Capitol Records his whole career. When did he start? Like 71 69. or something? 69. 69. So. The first album is Ramblin' Gamblin' Man. And of course that's yeah, big a hit. Song. But then it's just 
then albums with no hits or anything until like 76 or something yeah so it's like 75 i think with beautiful loser but i mean it's just it's no one gets that chance anymore if you if you don't produce in your first album you're done you're not going to get a second one yeah carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Uh, Okay, back to I have one more Breathe song. It's called Breathe a Sigh by Def Leppard from 96. Mm. This is also from an album that wasn't um, embraced, but I loved it. It's called Slang and... This is not going to sound at all. If you've never heard this song, Bruce. I don't think I have. Uh, you would not know this was Def Leppard. But it's a great song. Here we go. Let me down slow and easy Cause there ain't nothing I can do Faith won't leave me when it comes down to me and you. What do you think, Bruce? First listen, what do you think? Uh, I think it sounds really good. It's def- definitely uh, definitely left field for Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah. Definitely like a, there must be a video for this. There's got to be. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's definitely not played in the strip club. No one's uh, <laughs> no one's taking their clothes off to that one. That's right. <laughs> that's a lot different from pour, pour, your, pour some yeah. sugar on I always, me. I always thought, you know, the, the scenario of the guy walking in and going, hey guys, I wrote this really great song. It's called Pour Some Sugar On Me. And, you know, they throw them out of the studio. I just love when they, in the song where they yell one lump or two i mean it's just so i it's of it's it's an 80s classic that's great uh but but i'm gonna change up now i'm gonna go first with worry because i want to play um i want to use one of yours as the play out song for the episode sure and i want to do i want to use the i don't want to give the song title out now but i want to use the one that's more uh the acapella one you know uh, oh yeah you know what sure. i'm saying i'm gonna use that as the play out song Got so it. i'm gonna play two in a row right now and uh so here's the first worry song and what was the last thing you worried about bruce mm. were you worried about getting here on time uh wasn't worried about that probably even just worried about am i too close to this microphone you know, little <laughs> things like that or the levels getting too loud because no, no, i'm such you, a loud mouth no you know? no you're good a lot of people <laughs> people some people are afraid of the mic and they're too far back and i'm like no lean no, kiss it no Look, not me <laughs> these are great mics but they still won't pick up if i sit if, if, I'm, right, if right. I'm back here it's just not you know so i'm always right up on it I'm, i don't know i had a really crazy neurotic jewish mother and that's probably where i got all the wor- all the worry from <laughs> 
Uh, my poor family. <laughs> are your folks still with us? No, no, they both passed away. No, I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. Yeah, my uh, my folks still are with us, and um, and they're they're in pretty good health. It's um, it's kind of amazing. But they're both 86, 86 wow. years old. Uh, I wasn't rubbing that in your face. Like my my folks are still here. <laughs> when did they pass? Uh, my mom. It was right before nine eleven. Mm, wow, and that's I think a long my time dad ago. Dad was two thousand and seven or something like that. Wow, yeah, that's a long time ago though. For quite your quite a long time. Yeah, she was pretty young. She was. I don't even think was, she had hit sixty. Was yeah. she sick? Yeah, yeah, ovarian cancer. Oh. So I mean, I mean, because we're we're almost. So she was like our age when she passed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is hard. Yeah, that's difficult. So, no, thank you. No, I got to keep going until uh, they can clone me. <laughs> this next guy passed away and from cancer, and this album was released. Is it? I don't know if I can say the word posthumously. Am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah. This is uh, Joey Ramone. Nice. And the song is called "Don't Worry About Me." Don't worry about me. Rock in peace, Joey Ramone. Wow. Yeah, I came very late to the Ramones, you know. And you're from New York, and you came late to the Ramones. It was, you know, when you're a little Led Zeppelin, yes, yeah. Pink Floyd snob, you know, the Ramones just seem too rudimental, and then all of a sudden you realize how amazing they are yeah. and can't stop listening to them. Uh, speaking of bands that I'm not, yeah, uh, what do I want to say? I'm not a big fan of, uh, of the next band uh, that are from California called the beach boys i love the hits mm -hmm. but i'm not into the albums even pet sounds to me is not a great album it's got mm. like it's got great songs on it but yeah but then i think there's yeah. a lot of filler on pet sounds stuff yeah that's my opinion though they've heard it before they disagree with me the listeners <laughs> but this song is dead on perfect classic song go yeah. ahead introduce it what's it called don't worry baby it's just so it's so perfect it's yeah separation wow this is a killer headphone song unbelievable I guess I should 
Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Paul McCartney will jump in and just say, you know, they they spurred him on competitively to, you know. To up the game. Hit Sgt. Peppers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite bands of all time is the Kinks. So I got to feature them whenever I can. This is a this is a super long song title. This is nothing in the world can stop me worrying about that girl. Here we go. Man, a girl fell in love, glad as I can be. Man, a girl fell in love. Bad as I can be But I think all the time Is she true to me? Cause there's nothing in this world To stop me worrying about that girl I found out I was wrong She was just too I think I, I think I might have been reacquainted with that song. I think Wes Anderson might have used it in one of his movies. Definitely, uh, definitely late '60s folky kind of yeah vibe. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, you have a Southern California band next, or or a, a living legend. Which one do you want to do? Do you remember who you got here? Oh God, yeah. You know that's now I'm worried because I forgot what I sent you because well, I had so many. I, I got, alternate songs. I got Los Lobos or I got Stevie Wonder. What do you want to play next? Uh, let's do the Los Lobos one. Stevie Wonder is great, obviously, but the Los Lobos one was a very interesting, uh, a good find. And it's uh, it's the same title as the Beach Boy song. It's Don't yeah. Worry Baby. Yeah, it's a great, great groove. Here we go. Standing there by the window, staring out at the night. We got so many troubles. On your nervous mind But don't worry baby It's gonna work out fine You heard the sound of footsteps Still across the floor He picked up the receiver You didn't know what for Then you saw a shadow Slipping through the door Beach Boys was from 1964, and that song is from 1984. Yeah. Good tune. It's great. Bare bones. Now, the party that you guys are having today, is it inside or outside? Outside. The weather's not complying yeah. with us right now. It does not, it does not look nice outside right now. No, it doesn't. It looks like it's going to rain. Yeah. And my yeah. wife is like, I don't want to have people in the house. I'm like, neither do I. Yeah. There's no that place. was the first thing I said when I walked in. I said, I think it's going to rain. My daughter said, you know, we've been working for the last five hours, and uh, I don't think mom needs to hear that right now. No, I, God, I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I'm going to take a weather pit stop right now. I'm, we're still recording, but I got to look. At, I got to see what the, what, what my, uh, my weather app I knew you would have a weather. Huh. It's so funny. It says it says right now it's sunny and sixty seven. Does that look sunny outside to you? No, it's almost it, as bad as the uh, new the weather uh, people on the news shows. They never get the weather right either. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, this is. Oh, I'm bummed. All right, we got we got a couple more songs to go it's though. Just so hang. 
Remember, guys, Bruce Palma, he wrote the book Eat, Breathe, Worry, the smart ass guy, smart, my boy, I fucked that up. <laughs> Bruce Palma, he wrote the book Eat, Breathe, Worry, the smart ass guide to life. And you listen, you, people who listen, you know I'm not going to edit that mistake out. I just roll with it and I go right back into it. Go to Amazon, pick up this book. Um, if you're a Patreon supporter, that's patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast, you'll have a chance to win an autographed copy of the book. I'm going to have two of those to give away. And uh, look, if you want to wait to see if you win or not, and then go buy it. But either way, buy it. Give it to someone. Oh, you're going on vacation? Here's a book. You're going to like it. Support your local smartass. Yeah, support your local smartass. Support content creators, people who are doing creative stuff on their own and making it happen. And um, and you know me. I don't, I don't tell you something that I like something if I don't like it. So you can trust me. Oh, much appreciated. You're, yeah. you're welcome, Bruce. If you know, I didn't don't like take this... your phone into the bathroom. You need to have like a, just a nice paper copy of a book in the bathroom. That's right. That's right. If I didn't like the 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 book, Bruce, I would. Uh, you wouldn't be here, and I would avoid you at work at all costs. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Life is looking up. Uh, my next song is eight minutes and thirty seconds long. It's from a gigantic album called Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits, and mm. the song is called Why Worry. Here we go. Oh, I took it from the top, and I do not want to take it from the top because we <laughs> we will never get to. Let me. I'm gonna move it about two minutes in. I think. I, th I think I took it too far. Let me back it up a little bit. This should be good. For an album that's supposed to be sonically fantastic, I feel like his vocal is too low in the mix. I feel like the guitar is too out in front. That's just my personal opinion. That's a real... Um Yeah, there's a lot of records, Exile on Main Streets like that, where Mick Jagger's vocal is very low in the mix. Yeah. And you go, did they do that on purpose? or Maybe you know, they did, yeah, I maybe they did. I mean, they were hearing the playback. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. So, still works, but... There was a... I think that, I think that album was recorded at Air Studios, and um, the police had just... Did you watch the documentary on Air Studios? No, in Montserrat. Not yet. Right, not yet. It is so good. Yeah. But the story about there's a the story about um oh, uh, money for nothing. Uh Oh, they were recording. They were recording what? and um the police had just recorded, but mm -hmm. uh the rest of the band left, but Sting stayed uh mm -hmm. to vacation for a couple weeks. And I guess Mark Knopfler said, "Ah, oh, you know, this song needs like it needs it needs someone like Sting. Mm -hmm. I wish Sting was here." And then someone goes, 
He is here. Oh my God. I know. So he thought of it before he even knew that yeah. Sting was there. Yes. Yeah. And wow, that, that synchronicity. That, yes. No that, pun intended. Yes, no pun intended. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. And that's just a great story. That's a really good documentary. I, everyone should watch that wow. if you into recording yeah, music. That was a staple of our bar band back mm. when it came out, the uh, Money for Nothing. And I forget, I think it was the Elton John album, Too Low for Zero, which was his big comeback oh album. God. And I guess... He records the whole thing. They listen to the playback and he hates it. And mm. he threatens to throw, because there's a swimming pool there and he's going to throw the tapes oh my God. in the pool. <laughs> it's just, there's so, so many cool things oh my God. in that documentary. That album, I, I had that album on a cassette and that album still sends chills. It's great. It is an amazing album. It really is. Too Low for Zero. Listen to that if you haven't. Uh, Stevie Wonder's next for you, Bruce. Great. Yeah. Stevie Wonder's my, um, aside from Prince, Stevie Wonder's one of those guys that just inspired me to just not play one instrument. Like if they're going to do it all, I want to do it all. Do like it a all. beast. Yeah. He's just f amazing. And the song is called Don't You Worry About a Thing. Here we go. Shake and roll and we'll go Everybody's got a thing, but some don't know. Don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, mama Cause I'll be standing on the side when you check it out You say your style of life's a drag And that you must go other places That's from Inner Visions mm. Stevie Wonder had quite a run of albums from Music of My Mind, Talking Book, Inner Visions. Songs in the Key, Fulfillingness. This first finale, I can barely say that, and Songs, songs in, in the, the Key, key of life. life. I mean, really amazing. Yes. Like, if he only recorded those albums, it would he would still be a genius. Yeah. It's, um, that's why it's so hard for me to, to, I have to be open to new stuff, but when I'm hearkening back to that. It's kind of, <laughs> it's, it's hard, like hard to compete. Mount Rushmore and like a little anthill, you know. It's hard to compete. Um, I love... Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Mm, nice. I love them. Um, yeah. Listeners have heard this story before. You haven't, Bruce. I saw Frankie Valley. His autographs are right there. Nice. It right there. I saw him, I forget how many years ago this is now. It's got to be maybe 10. And he comes out and he's singing. He sounds amazing. And, um, and then I start watching him really close. And he sounds really amazing. Like he sounds too amazing uh-oh and i turned to the person i was with and i'm like he's lip-syncing the whole he's lip-syncing this whole song oh and and my 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 friend was like huh let's give <laughs> let's wait to the next song and then they sang grease uh-huh and you know how high he sings in grease uh -huh. i don't know how old he was then he was in his late 70s 80s right. and he's it sounds exactly like the record because it's the record and we just couldn't believe it. We just laughed the rest of the show because uh, every single, every single single thing out of Frankie's mouth was lip syncing, like, and he wasn't even really trying to disguise it to either. coordinate his no, lips with the music. No, it was just like <laughs> he was like so like nonchalant about it. And a guy in front of me turns to his wife. They, everyone was older there. Every single person, mm -hmm. like we were like the younger people yeah. there. This guy turns to his wife. He says, 
Frankie, he's still got it. And I was oh. like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have it at all. Oh. So, and if then I went and started to read reviews like on Ticketmaster and everywhere uh -huh. and every single person says, he's still got it. No, they no. say not singing at all. Oh, don't go, wow. don't pay for this. He's not wow. singing. Not one note was, did he sing? Yeah. I know. No, that just, you know, unless you're on uh, like one of those old 60s variety shows yeah. where you kind of make fun of the fact that you're not actually right. singing and we know you're not, but to, that just, yeah, I, I get that way with my wife. I'm like, are they lip singing? Yeah. Like when Rihanna was on the Super Bowl, I kept asking my daughter like, so how much of that was, is she really <laughs> singing on that? I, I'm not sure if I can really yeah. like it if, if they're not really yeah. singing. Well, they're dancing. Well, yeah. Well, then stop dancing and sing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let, that's why you have background dancers let those dancers and you take your spot and you I, sing a song i think there's nothing more inspiring than seeing somebody get up and do it completely live yep. and if they don't hit it that's part of the magic yep. of it uh, i saw yeah. the stones at the sofi stadium in october mm -hmm. and they were singing live everything was live mm -hmm. and mick sounded great mm -hmm. for 78 years old he sounded great well the thing about mick why he sounded so good and he was able to sing was because he doesn't really he just stands there he doesn't really move at all so yeah he just stays uh <laughs> he he actually sat for about eight songs <laughs> yeah. but um yeah he just it's 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 a miracle when i see mick jagger because it really is he's running around and then he'll stop and then he'll sing but he's He's Mick Jagger. It's it, unbelievable. It's, it's so amazing to see somebody doing it in real time. Yeah. That's the beauty of rock and roll. I, I would have rather heard Frankie sing in whatever key they had to change it to. Mm -hmm. I would have rather heard him sing it in his original. I would have rather him come out and say, hey, I got these background vocals and they're going to do mm -hmm. some heavy lifting for me later on. And, but we're gonna we're gonna have fun tonight and we're gonna do it. You know, that would have been great. But man, this just watching the lip sync yeah. show is awful yeah imagine frank sinatra's final concert and he's lip syncing <laughs> oh my god yeah. imagine the world would go upside down <laughs> i know uh this song's from the four seasons called opus 17 don't you worry about me yeah that's what it's called and now i'm gonna play it <laughs> That's exactly how he sounded when I saw him in concert. It's got to be either 65, 66, 7, or 8. 66. 66, yeah. I don't begrudge a guy making a living, Bruce. You know, go out and, uh, go out and perform, but don't don't rip me off. Don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really against lip syncing. I don't need to see somebody dance if they're not going to sing. No. Well, Frankie wasn't even dancing. He's yeah. like doing like a little shuffle. And he was, what was, and what sucked was, he was so funny and engaging between mm -hmm. songs. He would he, he'd tell some corny jokes, now, but it was fun. You know, it was all in keeping with you know mm. the show. But then the singing was ridiculous, 
It was yeah. ridiculous. And, th- and that's the type of act where you're really going to see them because they made their whole career on their voice. It, yeah, it's true. You that's know? true. I mean, imagine like Tony Bennett getting up and lip syncing. Yeah. Sorry. It'd be rough. We're throwing yeah, he, Frankie he, under the bus here. Yeah. And he does. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and Tony does what he does. He doesn't lip sync. You know, if it's if he's slowing down, he's talk singing, whatever. It's still it's him live, mm-hmm. and that's exactly. what it should be. All right, we only got one more song, and it's coming from Bruce. It's going to be our playout song. So let's do a little bit more promoting. Um, Bruce, who was the last new band that you discovered that you do like and you're a fan of? New, like as in a new band, like you know, more new, modern. Yeah, like you, I mean, you, like I mean, when I say a new band, it, it might be it still might be 15 years old. Like I like the killers and, you know, and bands like that. But, um, are there any new artists that you, I like Haim. I like the sisters. I like Haim a lot. God, I, you know, I, I'm embarrassed because I just listened to so many different things Mm -hmm. shuffling that it's just hard to even, I get it. Uh, think i'm gonna think and while this is playing i i know something will come up i mean look I'm, part of it's because i do this music show and because people send me music all the time yeah, so i'll check out yeah. some new stuff but uh I'm, i mean i'm kind of right there with you it's just if i didn't have the show i would be just like you but i i get exposed More to insulated. some things yeah yeah i do get exposed to something i i recommended this artist to tammy and i'm gonna recommend this artist to you i think you'll like her her name's yola Okay. Y-O-L-A. Check out Yola. Okay. Check out her newest album. I think you'll really dig it. Okay. Um, all right, Bruce, one more time. Tell us where we can find you on the social media. Well, uh, Real Bruce Palma, R-E-A-L-B-R-U-C-E-P-A-L-M-A. That's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and BrucePalma.com. Uh, my website and you can go to Amazon, just type in Eat, Breathe, Worry, and the book will come up. And I think in June it's going to be coming out, my podcast. I've been, I've been brewing up a You're working a on a comedy. podcast? I've been working on go. a podcast. Here we hard go. Hard at work. I can't put it all in books. So. I have tips for you. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big talker, so uh, it's not all going to sit in a book. Is this going to be an audio podcast or is it going to be audio and video? I'm not sure. I'd like it just to be audio because mm-hmm. it's really just going to be me. I'm a real fan of yeah. of the ones where it's just you someone know, talking. Yeah, Bill Burr or those guys mm-hmm. where it's just you know exactly just going yeah. off. Um, so I'm not sure. I I don't know what the uh, standard operating procedure is for video. I'd rather yeah. just do audio. Yeah. So I just either do audio. way, if you go to my website or follow me on social media, you can keep keep in touch for when this drops, and I'm really excited about that. It's Cool. It's my Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Skip uh, all over the first Beatles album. Here's what I'll tell you about podcasting. This is this is uh I don't know if it's my number it's not my number one tip. It's not at all, but it is a tip. Um don't get hung up on feeling like you have to record an episode every week. You don't. You can record three episodes. Like this this episode might not drop for three weeks. Right. I bank episodes all the time. Cause when you put that pressure on yourself, like I I have a I gotta record one this week because mm. it's go up this week. Just give yourself some leeway. Record six to right. start with, and then and slot then really, them in. And slot them in. Yeah, right. you can upload if you when once you have a hosting site, you could upload all six and take a breather for a month and a half if you right. wanted to. But right. you won't take a breather. You'll 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 be recording, but you won't feel like that pressure of I got to get a show up this week, right? Because right. that's 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 the kind of stuff that makes it not fun, right? I bet I have seven shows recorded right now 
Mm. And I'm going to record, I think, two more this week. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's how no, that's that, that relieves the pressure. Like my wife's podcast, she is so busy with her job uh, that she's always like, "I got to record a podcast this week." Oh, she's man. always like that, and it's um, and it makes it. It's like having to go shopping. Yeah, it makes it not as fun as it can be. So don't, so again, right? take that tip and just don't make it difficult for yourself. Yeah, good idea. All right, with that, you can find us at rocksolidpodcast.com. If you want to support the show for as little as $2 a month, that's 50 cents an episode. Are you kidding me? We're not worth 50 cents an episode? Come on, you deadbeats. <laughs> um, Rock Solid Podcast. Uh, it's a, oh, I'm sorry. Patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast. That said, I do thank the over 200 Patreon supporters that we currently have. You know I try to give back with the bonus content and the videos and the uh, Patreon-only episodes and the prizes. So thank you guys for sticking around all these years and uh, keep supporting the show and keep supporting content creators. And you can follow us on Twitter at Rock Solid Show. With that, Bruce's last song. This was uh, this was a huge song from huge the song. from the movie Cocktail and from the Cocktail soundtrack. I'm yeah. sure it won a Grammy Award. Sure. Uh, comedians yeah. Bill Irwin and the late, great Robin Williams are both in the video. Mm. I, and you want to tell us what the song is by Bobby McFerrin? Don't worry, be happy. It uh, it encapsulates, uh, I quote it in the book at one point, and it's, I, I have to listen to it every day just to, uh, I don't, but I should listen to it every day to calm my nerves. <laughs> so everybody... <laughs> Have a stress-free day, and don't worry, be happy. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you. song I wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't worry be happy in every life we have some trouble but when you worry you make it double don't worry be happy don't worry be happy now Don't worry. Be happy. 
happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Got no cash, ain't got no style, ain't got no gal to make you smile, but don't worry, be happy. Cause when you worry, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down, so don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now.